Good morning on this Wednesday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. We left off yesterday talking about Achan in the book of Joshua, how his greed and covetousness uh, actually almost brought Israel down to its knees uh, before its enemies because of what he had disobeyed God. He had broken the covenant that God had uh, made with them in taking the things from Jericho. Now, today we're going to pick up in the book of 2 Kings, chapter 6, verse 14. We started off in 2 Kings, chapter 4, where the uh, woman who uh, was uh, provided for provided for the prophet uh, a shelter and actually food also and for his servant Gehazi and then of course the the little boy had uh, uh, been promised to her and she and her husband had had a son and then he died and he was uh, raised from the dead and then Naaman was healed in chapter 5 but then the leprosy of Naaman came upon uh, Gehazi because of his greed and that, that's when we talked about uh, Ananias and Sapphira and uh, Balaam and all of those other individuals who through covetousness and greed had wound up even though God is a good God and provides for us if we will trust him and uh, lay hold of his promises and truly walk before him according to how he has made provision for us so by the time we get to uh, chapter 6, Gehazi is a leopard. Most likely he was expelled from helping uh, the prophet because that's what the law required. And we identified that a person that was a leopard is uh, identifying with an individual that is a sinner. We identified that Christ came and he paid the price for sinners, died for us, making it possible for us to enter into a new covenant uh, with God that he had made uh, with his own blood. So now Gehazi is out of the picture in that he is a leopard. Uh, no mention of him by name is mentioned. But the prophet of God now has a servant, a new servant, maybe one of the sons of the prophets. Uh, but he is not mentioned by name whatsoever. We're going to find in chapter 7. Of the book of Second Kings, we're going to find four leopards and the prophet Elijah uh, making a prediction that there was going to be uh, food. Uh, there had been a famine that's been taking place now for roughly about seven years. And uh, the people are, are beyond themselves because there seems to be no provision. But then again, uh, God had promised, if you, if you will hear my voice and obey me. Then God said, you know, I'll make your enemies run from you seven different ways when they come at you one way. Uh, God had promised the, the rain. He had promised all of these things for if they obeyed. Then, of course, uh, they disobeyed. Uh, these things happened. They were uh, surrounded by their enemies. They could not overcome their enemies. They couldn't overcome the need of uh, wanting provision and food. So all of these things were because there had been a breach between them and what God had asked for them to do and obey him. Uh, 
So in chapter uh, 6, verse 14, it says, Therefore, concerning the prophet of God and the servant that served the prophet, therefore the king of Syria, every time he wanted to attack, the plans were divulged to the prophet, and he would tell the king of Israel. And of course, uh, the king of Syria was really upset because he could not bring to pass the things that he wanted to do. So he sends part of his army to go capture Elijah uh, to prevent him from doing this. And this is where the story picks up. Therefore sent he horses and chariots and a great host, and they came by night, and they compassed the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host compassed the city with both horses, chariots, and his servants said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? So remember, there's been a time lapse between the time of Gehazi being a leopard and uh, them being surrounded. And of course, by the time the uh, four leopards show up in chapter 7, uh, there is a seven-year gap of famine that has taken place or is taking place. And he answered, the prophet tells his servant, doesn't say Gehazi, but his servant, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elijah prayed in verse 17 and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. Now, unless we're looking at it carefully and understand the the moving and the flows of the gifts of the Spirit in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, we will miss here what has actually taken place. Because in verse number 15, it says that when the servant of the man of God was risen early, it says he beheld a host come past the city. But yet in verse number 7, uh, 17, it says, and Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I, pr I pray thee, open his eyes. So if his eyes were open to see the army already surrounding the city, what eyes was the prophet talking about that his eyes could see? And this is where the gift of the discerning of spirits comes in. The discerning of spirits is not the discerning of someone's thoughts. It's not the discerning of someone, uh, what they're thinking or, or they're doing. But it is the discerning of evil spirits, being able to see them, being able to see good spirits, and being able to even see the spirit of man, the heart of man. And you can see this. Uh, in the both uh, the New Testament and the Old Testament, the gift operating in these men or individuals or prophets or apostles uh, or even in Jesus himself. So when the prophet is telling them, don't fear, don't be afraid because there's more with us than the, with them, the prophet had already been told, he had been shown uh, by the Lord exactly what was happening what was going to happen, and what he needed to do. So Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his spiritual eyes, literally. Just like in Revelation, he says that your eyes would be open, you know, with eye salve, 
Meaning, he's not talking about their physical eyes, that they're physically blind. Jesus talked about the blind leading the blind, those that are uh, spiritually blind leading those that are spiritually blind. So, the young man's eyes are, 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 oh, are going to be open, and the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he said, And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elijah. So this is what is taking place here, that there is more of them than there is of us. Now, in the realm of the Spirit, there are twice as many angels of God as there are fallen angels of Satan, or that had followed Satan. The angels of God are powerful, very powerful. One angel was able to take out, uh, during the time of uh, uh, Hezekiah, 180,000 soldiers of an army. Here, uh, Elijah is going to pray and they are going to be blinded so that they can't see, not so much with their physical eyes or spiritual eyes, but so they cannot understand or figure out exactly where they are at. So it says, and when they came down to him, Elijah prayed unto the Lord and said, smite this people. I pray thee with blindness. And he smote them with blindness according to the word of Elijah. And once again, according to the word. Remember, it was according to the word of the prophet Elijah with a J that there was no rain. It was according to his word uh, that uh, the son was going to be born to a Shemanite woman. So, so here we see the operation of the prophetic office also. Uh, what is taking place and what is happening with the prophet and also what is happening with Israel because of their rebellion towards God. And we begin to see how quickly God answered the prayers of these individuals the moment that they spoke, talking about the closeness of the relationship with which they walked with the Lord. Now, when it says he smote him with blindness, now, we find also in the book of Acts where this happened, uh, where you have individuals that were sorcerers or individuals that were practicing uh, so-called black magic. And uh, the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Peter, uh, they encountered these individuals. And of course, they were going to be smitten with blindness for a season where they would not be able to see. And the book of 2 Corinthians in chapter 2, excuse me, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, it talks about the God of this world blinding their minds. So we have the opening of the eyes, God making provision for us that our eyes be open to see the truth of the gospel, our eyes being open to behold uh, the things of the enemy and his plans, the the eyes of an individual being opened to know what plans and what things to do when it comes to uh, God guiding and directing our lives. So we also have the blindness of the enemy. Blind them, Lord, so that they may not behold, so that they may not see. And of course, it says in verse number 19, 
And Elijah said unto them, This is not the way, neither is this the city. Follow me, and I will bring you to the man whom you seek. But he led them to Samaria. So these men were able to physically see, but they just were not able to understand exactly what it was that they were seeing. It's no different today. According to the teachings of Jesus on the sower sows the seed, the very first individual where the seed is sown is where it falls on the wayside. And it says, these are the individuals that hear the word of God and having no understanding, the enemy comes and steals it. Why? Because they are blinded. They have been blinded by the enemy to behold the truth, to understand the truth, to acknowledge the truth, to follow the truth and obey it. But when the eyes of an individual are open because the gospel provides as a lamp a light unto my feet and unto my path, then our way is clearly shown by what God wants us to do and what God wants us to know. So Elijah said unto them, This is not the way. This is not the city. Follow me, and I will bring you to the man whom you seek in Samaria, but <clears throat> whom you seek, but he led them to Samaria. How long it took for that to take place, it does not say. But it says, And it came to pass when they were come into Samaria, that Elijah said, Lord, open the eyes of these men that they may see. And the Lord opened their eyes, and they saw, and behold, they were in the midst of Samaria. So here we have a whole thing where we can see a lot of things that God uh, did and God made provision for. That entire time, I imagine the servant of the, of the prophet was wondering, why are we doing this? I, uh, I mean, he must have been, uh, there's a whole army that we're leading here. But because the Lord had opened the eyes of the prophet first and then opened the eyes of his servant, they were able to see exactly that God had already, even before he had awoken, had already made provision. God has set forth not only to make provision, but to protect our lives, to protect them from anything and everything. If we continue to, just like the prophet, follow the word of the Lord. And when that comes to pass, then our enemies are the ones that are really blinded because if Satan had known in the very beginning what God was up to, the plan, the mystery that had been hid from the ages, the scripture says they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. They wouldn't have done that. But they didn't know what the plan was. But God did. And he knows what plans he has for us to do as good. So consider this food for thought and for the imagination. But until then, keep looking up. Our redemption draweth nigh. Join us tomorrow as we start in chapter 7 of the book of Second Kings. The Lord richly bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.